what's better in life than a bottle of wine, great food, and an amazing conversation? My name is Kate Sullivan, and I am the host of To Dine For. I'm a journalist, a foodie, a traveler with an appetite for the stories of people who are hungry for more. Dreamers, visionaries, artists, those who hustle hard in the direction they love. I travel with them to their favorite restaurant to hear how they did it. This show is a toast to them and their American dream. Thank you to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National and Spiritless. To Dine For The Podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. For 115 years, American National has remained committed to helping people and communities make a real difference in their lives. American National supports great local community organizations led by the kind of people you hear about on To Dine For, people who are inspired to make a difference and inspire others in return. American National's philosophy is helping where it's needed helps us all. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write, and the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com dine. Spiritless supports the conscientious cocktailer who wants to live fully but drink differently. Their signature Kentucky 74 is a distilled non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails. It's zero alcohol zero guilt, and just 15 calories per serving. Whether you go completely spiritless or go halvesies with a foolproof bourbon to lower the ABV in your cocktail, you can get your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use promo code TODINEFOR to get free shipping. Hi, everyone. This is To Dine For, the podcast. I'm your host, Kate Sullivan. Come with me as we meet the world's most innovative and brilliant minds at their favorite restaurant. I don't even have a business degree, but I would literally say, I know I'm going to change the world. I know I'm going to improve how women wear clothes. I know this is going to be wildly successful. You have to give me a chance. On today's podcast, we're joined by Sarah Blakely, the CEO and founder of Spanx. With no fashion experience and no business degree, Sarah's story of starting out with $5,000 and becoming the youngest female self-made billionaire in the world is jaw-dropping. She is truly the American dream, and her story of creation and inspiration will astound you. Over to Die For Sushi in Atlanta, Georgia, we dine at Umi, Sarah's favorite restaurant, and she tells the incredible tale of inventing a product and selling it to millions of people. Today I'm in Atlanta, Georgia, on my way to meet one of the most successful women on the planet, Sarah Blakely. With a simple idea and $5,000, she created a billion-dollar brand. I can't wait to take you to her favorite restaurant and hear how she did it. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. This is like my favorite kind of interview I get to eat. Are you kidding (laughs) me? Mine, too. Welcome to the ATL, Atlanta, birthplace of the civil rights movement, home to the country's busiest airport, and hub to some of the world's most iconic brands. It is here in the bustling Buckhead neighborhood where I meet the woman responsible for a true fashion revolution, Sarah Blakely, inventor of Spanx. She's taking me to her absolute favorite restaurant, Umi. What a beautiful space. Yes, I absolutely love it. The food here is so good. A warm and modern Japanese restaurant serving the freshest of fish brought straight from the waters of Japan. We are catered to by a friendly and passionate staff. The Japanese hospitality, you really want to serve them from bottom of your heart. 
treated with a beautiful array of masterfully handcrafted sushi and sashimi. I was never expecting to see so many sushi fans coming out every night. I think we have a responsibility to represent traditional Japanese sushi culture. Prepared by a team of chefs who put their guest satisfaction in the center of everything they do. I can see everything from where I'm standing every day, so I can kind of sense the level of happiness. Sarah and I dine on a feast of yellowtail, spicy tuna, and caviar. I'm an eater. Yeah, I'm an eater too. <laughs> and I mean, I'm going for it. An avocado salad like I've never seen before. Oh, huh? I've never seen this done. This Isn't this is so, so clever? Good. And some dangerously delicious cocktails. It's like a refreshing margarita. Look, it's, it is refreshing, and it's a little dangerous because you don't really taste the alcohol. It is the perfect place to sit down with the woman who single-handedly changed fashion for women around the world. We hear how a door-to-door fax machine salesperson took $5,000 and a simple idea and turned it into a billion-dollar invention. So I have to ask, yes. of all the restaurants yeah. in Atlanta that you could have taken me to, yes. why Umi? Oh my gosh, the sushi is divine. I mean, I love sushi because I feel like I can eat a ton of it, but I don't necessarily feel guilty. bad yes. or guilty. How are you? Nice to see you. He always takes care of me. It is a special place for me. Yes, it is always a good day when I get to come here. <laughs> I know you grew up in Clearwater, Florida. I did. And I on was, a beach. I'm wondering, you know, if you could share a little bit about what it was like growing up in Florida with your mom yeah. and dad and really how that shaped you. Well, thinking of food for a minute, growing up on a beach, I used to catch dinner for our family like one or two times a week off of our dock. Really? So my mom would say, go catch dinner, and I would go catch trout. And I know how to skin a trout, and, and, you know, my mom would cook it up, and we had fish fries all the time, and we'd have sautéed trout. And, but I think that might be also what, for sushi for me and yes, fish, fish, just reminds me of my, my childhood and my home. Okay, we're drinking a Paloma. We're drinking tequila okay. and grapefruit juice. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for doing yes, this. This thank is you. wonderful. To Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that is refreshing. I mean, you took a really small sip. I'm like, I'm guzzling it over here. It's, it is refreshing, and it's a little dangerous because you don't really taste the alcohol. It's true. So you grew up in this sleepy Florida yes. beach town. Where everyone's always on vacation, and my husband's like, how did you do what you did coming from here? And it's the hometown of Hulk Hogan, okay? <laughs> That's our pride and joy here. My dad was a lawyer, and my mom was an artist, and... At one point, you had aspirations going to law school and took the LSAT. Yes. And Did you have to bring that up? I, I've only had a few sips, Kate. Let me drink the rest of my drink before we talk about how I bombed the LSAT. <laughs> Not once, but twice. Well, I think it's significant because so many people have these situations in life where they think their life is going one way, and then all of a sudden something happens that yeah. has them go a different way. I was so sure I was going to be a lawyer. I mean, I used to get out of school to watch my dad's closing arguments because I loved it so much. Mm. I just am not a good test taker. I've, I, I'm sure I have some undiagnosed learning disorder, you know, like my, I just, I'm sure of it because mm. I have a, a really hard time reading mm. and comprehending and it t takes me a while, so who knows. But I, I grew up when they weren't diagnosing anything. Right. <laughs> so I struggled Sorry. with that and, and yes. that's okay. This so is I so good, yeah. I jalapeno here. It's deadly sliced yaltel, jalapeno on top, low citrus ponza sauce. Chef recommends eating each piece with a cilantro on top and enjoy. Oh, it looks amazing. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Oh, so good. Wow. I find that 
I tell people all the time, when you fail at something or it's a perceived failure, like for me, I debated all through high school and college. My major was legal communications. I grew up with a really successful trial attorney that I admired. I mean, it was devastating for me to bomb the LSAT mm -hmm. twice and kind of see the writing on the wall that maybe this wasn't the path for me and getting into a law school wasn't going to be easy. I tell everyone, if that hadn't have happened, Spanx wouldn't exist. You're right. So exactly. I would say those moments are life's way of nudging you and just saying you're a little bit off course. Mm -hmm. Like, trust us, mm -hmm. you know, keep going. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Let's try this yellow yes. tail sashimi. Yes, you got to put the cilantro okay. on it, Kate. Oh, sorry. got to follow instructions. <laughs> oh, wow. So good. That's delicious. It's so good. Mm. I know. Okay, so I'm fascinated by this because at the end of the day, um, your intention, and everyone has, you know, what they think they're going to be, right? Yeah. Your intention is to be an attorney. Mm -hmm. But you became an inventor, mm -hmm. probably one of the most successful inventors of all time. So where did that begin? It began because I took inventory when I was selling fax machines door to door of what I was good at. I had a particularly bad day. Probably six years into selling fax machines door to door, I'd been kicked out of every building that day. People would rip up my business card in my face and say, get out. And I pulled off the side of the road one day, Kate, and I just started crying. And I thought, I'm in the wrong movie. Like, cut, call the director, call the producer. This is not Next. my life. This is not supposed to be my life. And I went home and I wrote down, Sarah, what are you good at? Like, what are you good at? How can you create a different life for yourself? And the only thing in my good column was sales that I could think of. And then I started saying, well, why, why are you good at sales? What do you like about it? And I started exploring with myself about that. And it was because I loved offering something to someone that that would help them or that they may need or maybe they didn't know they needed that would improve their life or make them more efficient, whatever. So I ended up saying, okay, I want to invent something that I can sell to millions of people that will make them feel good. And I literally wrote that sentence in my journal that night. So you wrote this down. So I set the intention. And you sort of set it off into the universe, this idea. I did. And then I literally looked up and I said, give me the idea and I will not squander it. Mm. And two years later, mm -hmm. I was going to a party in Atlanta and needed to figure out what to wear under my cream pants that I bought at Arden B. <laughs> and everything showed and I thought, you know, I'm gonna just cut the feet out of these control top pantyhose and throw them on underneath. And it worked beautifully, but they rolled up my legs all night. Mm. And so because I had sent that intention, I thought this might be the idea. And so I set out to pursue it. And pursue it she did. Using a similar fabric to pantyhose, Sarah created an undergarment that made women look slimmer, toner, and better in their clothes. This modern-day girdle would revolutionize the industry, but not before she learned the hard way that stepping into the male-dominated hosiery field would not be a smooth transition. Yeah, I went there. They were all men, and they were all very nice, but I thought, this is strange. I'm talking about my undergarments with only men, and they didn't understand the concept at all. They just kept looking at me like, what? What does it do? And I don't understand it. And we were so focused, Kate, that hosiery at the time was meant to be seen on the leg. Mm -hmm. So to have someone show up and say, I'm going to completely turn this upside down. I don't even want to see it. Mm -hmm. 
I just want your material because your material is the, the closest thing I can find to second skin. Mm. It doesn't add bulk under my clothes. It's lightweight, it's breathable, mm -hmm. and I'm gonna hide it completely under the clothes. Once I started trying to get this product made, mm -hmm. I was, oh, this is so good. This is the crispy rice tuna. <laughs> So. Is this the crispy rice tuna? Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm doing your job for you, but I'm very excited. This looks delicious. And this is not the bad kind of fried. <laughs> That's what I tell myself. Is there a bad I'm kind like, of fried? It's not really that fried. I love so. anything fried. Yeah. So anyway, it's good. Um, I got a big break because one of the manufacturing owners in Charlotte, North Carolina, he asked his daughters over dinner, and he had three daughters. And they said, Dad, that's actually a good idea. We have the same issue. We don't know what to wear under certain things. Wow. And I think you should give this girl a chance. Mm. And so he called me up and he said, quote, Sarah, it's Sam, and I've decided to help make your crazy idea. <laughs> he really did. He thought it was crazy still. And I think, you know, he just, I said, Sam, why are you doing this? And he said, well, my daughters think it's a decent idea and also your passion. He said, mm. you're so sure mm -hmm. and you had had so much enthusiasm for this that it stuck with me yeah. so I always like to tell entrepreneurs and people starting out you have to have extreme enthusiasm and confidence for what you're doing even if you go home and doubt yourself all day long don't do it in front of the people that you're trying to convince to help you along the way interesting you know change the word <laughs> I might maybe to I know, I can, mm. I will. Mm. And then I get in the car and be like, what am I talking about? <laughs> I don't know anything, I grew up on Clearwater Beach, I don't even have a business degree. But I would literally say, I know I'm gonna change the world, I know I'm gonna improve how women wear clothes, I know this is gonna be wildly successful, you have to give me a chance. You call Neiman's, right? Yes. Or you go to Neiman's and call them. you call yeah. them. And what mm -hmm. happens then? From cold calling, selling fax machines for seven years, I knew, do not leave a message. Mm. So I called for three straight days the hosiery buyer and kept getting her voicemail. And on the third day, she answered at a random, like, one o'clock in the afternoon. And this is in Dallas? Yeah. Okay. And I said, hi, this is Sarah, and I've invented a product that's going to change the way your customers wear clothes and also help all of your sales associates sell more clothes. Can I have ten minutes of your time? We'll have the rest of that story in just a moment, but first, thank you to our sponsors. To Dine For the podcast is brought to you by American National, offering a broad suite of insurance solutions to protect what matters most to you. There's a funny thing about most insurance commercials, whether they feature lizards or birds or funny cartoon characters. It seems like they want you to think about anything but insurance. American National, on the other hand, has real local agents who get to know you so they can help you reach better decisions about your insurance to make sure you're protecting what matters most to you. American National Agents are part of your community. They're your neighbors. So whether it's solutions for your home, your small business, your farm, or your life, you can count on your local American National Agent to make sure you get the discounts you deserve and the protection you need without paying for extras you don't. With American National, you get an ally, not just a web page. For a description of the American National companies, the products they write in the states in which they're licensed, visit AmericanNational.com slash dine. If you're like me, there are times when you want to feel like you're having a fancy cocktail, but you don't actually want the alcohol. So I love Kentucky 74 from Spiritless. It's a distilled, non-alcoholic spirit for your favorite bourbon cocktails, but with just 15 calories per serving and none of the guilt. You can pre-order your bottle today at spiritless.com. Use the promo code to dine for to get free shipping. Now back to her story. 
and I said, hi, this is Sarah, and I've invented a product that's going to change the way your customers wear clothes and also help all of your sales associates sell more clothes. Can I have 10 minutes of your time? And she kind of paused, and she said, I said, I'm, I will fly there. And she said, well, if you're willing to fly here, I'll give you 10 minutes. Mm. And you did? Yeah. On your own dime? On my own dime. I flew there. I rented a car. I drove there. I brought my lucky red backpack. My friends begged me not to, Kate. They're like, you're going to the Neiman Marcus headquarters. Like, buy a Prada bag, return it the next day. Just, you cannot go there or that thing. And um, I said, but it's good luck, and it's my thing. And so I pulled this prototype out of a zip. It was in a Ziploc bag from my kitchen. I had a color copy of the packaging that I'd created on my friend's computer with her. And I was just sort of showing the buyer and she was not fully understanding it, and I could tell. So I just said, um, Diane, you just have to come to the bathroom with me. And she was so perfect. Like, her pen matched her belt, that matched her dress, that matched her shoes. You know, I'm in the Neiman's headquarters, and I'm with this red backpack. And she goes, excuse me? And I go, I know it's a little unusual, but I'd like for you to come to the bathroom with me, and I'm going to show you what my product does. And I went in the stall, and I put it on with white pants, and I came out, and I showed her with and without. And she stood back, and she goes, it's brilliant, I get it, and I'm going to try it in seven stores. And then we walked down the hall, and I'm behind her going, <laughs> you know, I'm trying wow. to be like, ah. What was that like, that moment, that yes from Neiman's oh was really God. defining for you in your journey? It was one of the most defining, because... Neiman's is the premier, right? and to be able to, I know this from sales, yes. if you land the premier, mm -hmm. it's much easier to, to cold call. I called Sam from the, from the Neiman's in the car, and I said, Sam, Sam, it's Sarah, I need more Spanx. And he was dead silent. I said, Sam, are you there? And he said, Sarah, what are you talking about? I go, I just landed Neiman Marcus, and I need more Spanx right away. And he goes, please don't take this the wrong way, but I thought you were going to give these away as Christmas gifts and birthday <laughs> presents for the next, like, three years. He didn't believe it. It's still believe after. It. And I said, no, Sam, I got Neiman. And so that was a very exciting moment. So you get, the, you get the validation from Neiman's, you get the order, right, yes. that every young entrepreneur is looking yes. to get. What, how many units, or can you, do you know how many units it was for? I mean, um, she ordered 3,000. Wow. 3,000 pair. Yeah. Okay, so at this point, you don't have 3,000 pair. No. What do you do? I, call, I called Sam, and Sam said, okay, we'll get them for you, but you need crotches. <laughs> <laughs> you need crotches? Mm -hmm. So he could he could create the actual spanks, but he couldn't create the crotch. Apparently, hey, I was like, "What do you mean? You need? What? They come with crotches. You've been making them for me with crotches." I went on a crotch hunt, <laughs> and I found the crotches. I'm not even kidding, but I had to find out that there's a fancy word for crotch, which there is, is gusset. Gusset. Because oh. I was searching crotch in the yellow pages and all this stuff, and nothing was coming up. And then I found out, someone told me to try gusset. I eventually found a crotch company in Georgia, like 40 minutes down the road in Norcross, Georgia, so I could make the Neiman Marcus order. But isn't that the story of an entrepreneur? The fact that you got the Neiman order, you think you've got it made, and you call up and they're like, you can't, we can't make it happen, we don't have the crotches. It's, I feel like at no, every, it's still at every like step, that. It's, it's still, still like that. that. 20 years in. Really? 100%. Being an entrepreneur is crisis management. Mm. It's 100%. I always say your greatest asset as an entrepreneur is your mindset. Mm -hmm. 
because you need a killer one <laughs> because every day there are obstacles, every day there's an issue. Yeah, so I have our avocado salad here for you. It's half oh. an avocado with the wasabi vinaigrette. Oh, Enjoy. I've never seen this done. This Isn't this is so, so clever? Good. It's literally like eating ice cream. It's so smooth, but it's so good. Full oh, soy, wow. fresh wasabi, <laughs> serrano, oh, and a little wow. caviar. <laughs> and a salmon nigiri with truffle oil, garlic yoli sauce, lime juice. This is your juice, order? This is amazing. This is your caviar. order? This is my order because I'm eating what you're eating. They're so good. I know, just look at them. Can you take me through when the product is in Neiman's? You did not rest on your laurels that people would just buy your product. You had family members, you had friends go in and yeah. you asked them specifically to buy Spanx. You have to create your own buzz and your own energy, mm -hmm. especially when you're first starting out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm on the shelf next to Donna Karen and Calvin Klein, which are huge, you know, national and global brands and Spanx. I in created the word out of my apartment. <laughs> and I did, I paid my friends to go buy it and create a lot of excitement around it and go into the stores and say, I've been looking for Spanx for so long, this is amazing. I had my little brother, I would drive him to all the stores that sold Spanx and have him go in and buy it for his girlfriend. A lot of people think, I just landed Neiman Marcus, that's it, I've arrived. I was like, this is when it really goes down and I took two years out of my life and stood in the department stores from 8.30 in the morning before it opened, I'd do an all-store rally for the associates, and I would stand there and sell it for them until 5 or 6 p.m. every single day. Mm -hmm. Then I got in my rental car and I'd go to the next location. Mm -hmm. And had I not done that, mm -hmm. this product that ended up being a phenomenon around the world, mm -hmm. I promise you, Kate, it would have gone to Neiman's, been there for six months and been shipped back to me. It would have sat on the shelves. A hundred percent. And they would have said, Sarah, just didn't really work. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any money to advertise, mm -hmm. so I was the whole ad campaign. Mm -hmm. I literally wore a Spanx t-shirt <laughs> that I ironed on S-P-A-N-X myself <laughs> on a black t-shirt with white letters mm -hmm. and white pants for four straight years, Kate. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was my uniform. I'd mm -hmm. wake up every day and wear the exact same thing mm -hmm. with my, my product underneath. 100% your story is you at every turn making it happen. As Sarah continued her grassroots effort to create buzz around her invention, she came up with a novel and seemingly far-fetched idea. In 2000, she put together a Spanx care package and sent it to one of the most powerful voices in the world, Oprah Winfrey. Not only did Oprah try them out, but she loved them so much she selected Spanx as one of her favorite things. Sales of Spanx skyrocketed immediately, launching Sarah from unknown, hardworking inventor to globe-trotting fashion innovator, forever changing the way the world saw fashion. Today, 19 years since she created Spanx, Sarah has become one of the most successful inventors of all time. In 2012, she was named the world's youngest self-made female billionaire by Forbes magazine. That same year, Time magazine named her one of their 100 most influential people. And as far as Oprah goes, well, she's worn Spanx every single day since receiving Sarah's care package. And so when you get approached for advice mm -hmm. from a young entrepreneur to make it happen, what advice do you give them? Sell the problem that you're solving, not the product. People are far more emotional about their problems mm -hmm. and what you can do to fix them than they ever will be about your product. You mentioned finding opportunity in disaster or crisis. Mm -hmm. And I imagine going to all of these 
North Carolina factories, all run by men, mm -hmm. seeing that the undergarment world was all created by men, mm -hmm. had to have been an experience of saying, whoa, there is a huge opportunity here. Yeah, for sure. The reason that I'm still doing this 20 years later is because I quickly realized that I could become an advocate for women through product mm -hmm. and that nobody was standing there stepping up and saying, but wait a minute, I'm going to try harder to make it better. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you, you, again, we end up going down one road, and that road becomes so much bigger than we can imagine. Mm -hmm. I know you've said that women are one of the greatest untapped natural mm -hmm. resources. Yeah. Why, why do you think that so mm. passionately? I'll be sitting at traffic lights, and I'll literally think, what cures have not happened because women have been held back? Mm -hmm. And what advancements are we missing out on because half the human race has been so held back? And where would we be? And would there be less war? And would there be less poverty? And all the things, would the environment be in a better state if there was more balance? I'm interested in balance. When people hear the name Sarah Blakely, what do you want them to think? <laughs> the girl that made the world a better place one butt at a time. <laughs> <laughs> OK, cheers to that. Cheers that to is that. Perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> From an unforgettable sushi experience to the Spanx World Headquarters, Sarah is proud to show me the place where she and her team continue to innovate and build the Spanx brand. This is the cafe. Yep, we call it the bottoms up. <laughs> now offering bras, underwear, activewear, and even a pair of pants dubbed the perfect black pants. It's so hot! <laughs> you guys are so committed! Sarah is one funny woman who tries to inject humor wherever she can. With her nearly all-female staff, humor is a part of the corporate culture. It's part of who she is. At home with her family of four, Sarah tries to make everyone laugh, often at her own expense. When I was selling fax machines all day long, I was cold calling, and so I was getting the door slammed in my face, literally all day long every day yes. and I found that hey if I can make somebody laugh or smile even if it's at my own expense mm -hmm. I'm gonna get another 30 seconds with them <laughs> you know they still might not buy the fax machine but at least they're not slamming the door on on me so um, that was a lot of really you know humbling intense training that I went through because that was seven years of cold calling I love for you to recount your dad's definition of success versus failure yeah, you know, my dad um, encouraged me to fail as a little girl. And he would ask me at the dinner table, so what have you failed at this week? Mm. And I would, and if I didn't have something, he would actually be disappointed mm. in me. <laughs> and, and so I, I remember coming home and saying, Dad, I tried out for this and I was really bad at it. And he'd go, way to, way go! to go! <laughs> and high five me. And I didn't realize it at the time, but he was just completely redefining failure for me. Sarah Blakely is exactly the type of forward-thinking, innovative, and inspiring dreamer that I had in mind when I created To Dine For. With her self-deprecating humor, Sarah makes it all look easy. Busy mom, businesswoman, billionaire. What cannot be underscored is her ability to work harder than everyone around her. Listen to her story, and you'll see that every single aspect of it is the result of massive amounts of hard work showing up, making it happen, and refusing to take no for an answer. From fax machine saleswoman to inventor to founder to billionaire. And she does it all with a willingness to make fun of herself, 
to make you laugh, to make you feel good, and yes, to make your butt look a little better. Thanks for listening to To Dine For The Podcast. For more information on the show, the guests, and the podcast, head to todinefortv.com. You can find us on Instagram at todinefortv and Facebook at todinefor with Kate Sullivan. Thanks to the sponsors of To Dine For The Podcast, American National and Spiritless. Special thank you to producer and sound editor John Golner. To the loyal followers of this program, cheers, stay hungry, and stay inspired. I'll see you back at the table soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.